Today is the second Sunday of Advent. We are in that Advent season where we are preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts and minds for Christmas. And that preparation takes patience and a bit of waiting. And there is lots of help to guide us all through this season. I hope you are taking advantage of some of our special daily things that we're offering, like the meditations, both digitally, where you can listen to them on any podcast platform, or physically, we've got books of written meditations produced by members of this parish that you can find all over the church. In addition, we've got special offerings like today's Advent Festival following the service, lessons and carols tonight at four o'clock right here in the church and more. There are all kinds of ways that we are trying to surround you and support you in this Advent journey because preparing for Advent, waiting for Christmas is not something most of us are good at. And I know that as a truth this past week for how many people told me that they, rel- they related to my story of being impatient. Last week I talked about how impatient I am and I don't like waiting. And I can't tell you countless people told me that's like me. And so I know you all, we are impatient and we don't like waiting. And so I hope you are taking advantage of the things that are all around you to help develop and deepen your own Advent experience. Now, as if waiting wasn't hard enough, we don't even get a soft, warm hug from today's gospel lesson. Instead, we get John the Baptist showing up on the scene and John the Baptist is prickly at best. Today, we hear that famous brood of vipers moment. And that moment is a bit shocking unless we are desensitized to it. But you all, like me, are the brood of vipers that John's talking about. And that does not feel that great. Advent this year here at St. Michael. The theme is pointing beyond the signs and John, John is the icon about pointing beyond the signs. John shows up to point everyone beyond himself to Jesus who is coming beyond himself to the promise that God has made through the prophets that is being fulfilled. John the Baptist is not there to do anything nice. John's about pointing to things that people cannot see. His followers, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all of his hearers cannot see what John is pointing to. And that idea got me thinking of an old lesson that I learned when I was in middle school. In middle school, we did this funny thing where we stood on opposite sides of a dry erase board. And maybe you all have done something similar. One person's on one side of the board, one person's on the other. And there is an image on one side that one person can see, but nothing on the other side that the other person can't see. And the one who can see the image has to verbally explain how to draw it to the person who's on the other side of the board. Have you ever done anything like this? I will tell you right now, it is really difficult and ends up being hilarious because as the person's trying to explain things, they forget all of the basic instructions and whatever happens on the other side of the board is a complete mess. John is kind of like the person on one side of the board who can see an image and trying to explain that to the people on the other side who see nothing. And in other words, we who are trying to follow Jesus, trying in our own discipleship to do what we're supposed to do, are kind of like people who see on one side of the board. We see some image, it may be a little unclear, and we are then asked to tell people what we see to help bring them along to follow Jesus themselves. That's called evangelism, and that's something we're not that great at. And so today, we see John as an example 
of trying to encourage people to see something that they cannot physically see, something that's only in their spirit. And John's methods may be a bit sharper, but he's calling us into a life that is something that we can't see fully for ourselves, but is promised to us in faith. Now, this scene reminds me of a TV show that I love. You all have made, maybe heard me talk about The Chosen. It's a TV show about Jesus. It's wonderful. If you have not seen this, I highly recommend it. It would be a wonderful Advent discipline for you to go watch TV. It's called The Chosen. It's great. This TV show is essentially a multi-series show about the life of Jesus. And there is a point in season two when John the Baptist has had this moment and he catches up with his cousin Jesus and they're sitting along the Jordan River having a chat. And the, the conversation between them is hilarious. John the Baptist says about Jesus's criticisms of him being a little too sharp. John says, I always say the first thing that comes to my mind in preaching and in life. And Jesus says, yes, I remember from the time you started talking and I heard about that brood of vipers comment. That was classy. And Jesus says, do you know how the poets say vipers are born? And John says, yes, that they hatch inside their mothers and they eat their way out, killing their mothers in the process. I thought it was a pretty good line. And Jesus says, yes, but no one wants to be accused of killing their mother. And John says, yeah, well, I'm not here to make friends. I love this exchange because it gets right at the heart of who John really is. I'm not here to make friends. John is here to point, to point to what we cannot see, to point to the promise that God is making to us. And as John points beyond the signs, we are challenged to see a sign that is difficult for us to see when the world is showing us so many signs that are super clear and explicit and designed to filter all the way down into our psyche and make us do things that we don't want to do. God's calling us over here to do something that is spiritually profound and the world is calling us to do things that are really just for us. Imagine the people in the first century why would they have gone to John? Why would they have traveled all the way out of Jerusalem to the river just to hear John yell at them, to insult them, and to challenge them to live a life that is very different than the one that they are choosing to live back in the city? People traveled all that way just to hear John talk about repentance and bearing good fruit. Repentance is one of those ideas that can be a bit confusing. Repent actually means to physically turn, to do not what the world is telling us to do, but to turn toward God and to do what God is telling us to do. We are inundated with messages all the time about doing what the world wants us to do, inundated about messages that focus on self-esteem and self-care, about being good to ourselves, about living our best lives. And I don't wanna rain on anyone's parade, I understand that those desires can come from a very good place, but fundamentally, those desires are all about focusing on ourselves. And we are told by the world that focusing on ourselves will make us healthy. But what is unhealthy is when the ideas of staying mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy leave out the importance of being spiritually healthy. You see, we know each and every one of us, that we can be selfish and self-centered, looking out for ourselves first. We know, each one of us, that we need guidance and help, that we need help to be reminded of who we are, who we were created to be, and to whose we belong. We know 
that on the surface, it might seem odd that people would have traveled all that way to hear John just insult them and tell them to repent and to do better. But actually, each one of us is hungry, hungry for that message, hungry for the truth that John offered, hungry to find that deep purpose that God put inside each one of us. The truth is that we are very messy. The truth is that we are broken. The truth is that we have holes inside of us we're seeking to fill, and the world is going to tell us exactly how we are supposed to fill those holes inside of us. Ways to clean up our mess or to heal what is broken. We know all too well that the world is so good at pulling us and pushing us exactly where they want us to go. But the truth is that only the only way to mental and physical and emotional health is by grounding us, grounding each one of us in the spiritual truth of God. Our starting point, our rootedness, our very being is meant to be anchored in the truth of God's love for each one of us, and everything else flows from there. We are here today, I think, to hear this truth, this very good news, because it's all for us. You see, we may not want to call each other vipers, although some of you may deserve it, but John's words ring true today just like they did 2,000 years ago. We want, we truly need what John is calling us for, to repent and to turn toward God, to bear good fruit worthy of God's love for us, and to find hope in the Christ who fills us with the fire of the Spirit. Advent reminds us of the beauty of God's love and the truth, the very good news, is that God's love is for you. Amen.